ignition sequence start. Five, four, three, two. This is the Breaking Barriers Podcast, the conversation about changing the narrative for boys and young men of color in Western New York. Let's go. What's good, y'all? It's Dwayne Sawyer, and we here with another podcast for the Breaking Barriers podcast. Here with me today is Michael James, the founder of Organic Gentlemen and also activists in our communities. Also with me here today is my boy Daniel Robinson, the OG of an all. He originator. Started, yeah, he is the originator. <laughs> the, 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 the host. The, um, the ex-host of the Break of Bears podcast. You know, I had to take over on this one. A little big for your but, bridges over there. Uh, yeah, but um, we're going to have an interesting, very, very interesting conversation today. We got um, Michael here and we got Daniel. We're going to just talk about some of the stuff that Michael had to go through for, for order for him to even start again, gentlemen, and his project. So, Michael, um, I'm very, very, very interested, man. I was looking into you earlier in social media, and honestly, I'm just impressed. You started from literally almost nothing, and you came and brought yourself to be so high, and uh, it's just it's inspiring. So, um, just give us a little insight on yourself about how you started. Fair enough. In terms of in orga- terms, or- organic gentlemen. Oh, or- just your life, in, just life in general, and okay. then we'll head into that. Okay, so I'll, I'll give the give a Reader's Digest version. So number one, I'm not I'm not from not from Buffalo. Okay. I'm from it's Buffalo. okay, we accept you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, not thank, appreciate that. Um, not not from Buffalo. I'm from, originally from Lowell, Mass. Um, in simple terms, a city that's like 20, 30 minutes outside of Boston. Okay. Um, you know, so from there. Um, moved to New York City for school. Okay, and then um, after that, was there was the New York City for a community college. I had the opportunity to go to a four year school. Buffalo had a bad reputation. Slash mm. kind Whoa, of, kind of, I don't uh, know about all that right there. Yeah, yeah, we like, felt that one. Yeah. Yeah, it got a little colder. Education wise, we all playing up here, man. <laughs> no, so hold on. Actually, no. The truth is, um, UB had a good reputation, but Buffalo had a bad rep in itself. Like, oh, mm-hmm. like, uh, go to Buffalo. It's so cold, and that kind of just like inspired them to be like, ah, you know what? Like, it's gonna be far away. It's close to Canada. Boom. So. That was the whole school journey came up here. Um, And after that, um, after graduating, decided to stay, worked in corporate and all that good stuff. But I'd rather not just, I don't want to just talk, talk. I don't want to just talk, talk, talk. I'd rather let's, you know, like this, like, yeah, that was like the Reader's Digest version of everything. But we'll, we'll dig into it. Yeah, definitely. Now, I was on your Instagram earlier and I had to make sure my research came correct. So... I see that you're a very fashionable person and you you constantly make sure that you and your crew is always dressed to impress and always there. It's like Michael Lowry right here. (laughs) See, you got like the little bad boy, cop little host thing going on right right now. I got, I was going to ask you after the podcast where you got that from. I like to get get my Michael Lowry on too. You know, Bad Boys 3 is coming out. I know, I can't wait. So, um, what really motivated you to be so fashionable and just out there and to represent yourself so well? Beautiful question. Um, I would have to, number one, I have to give credit to my mother. Um, She was a very fashionable woman. So, um, that. And then um, also my brother, too, as well. My older brother, Marvin, were four years apart. So, uh, youngest out of of three. And um, growing up, 
like middle, I always wanted to like wear his clothes and stuff, <laughs> and that was that was a that was a battle in itself. And then you know we got to high school, got into, well I got into high school, he was out of high school, and um, like remember like trying to take his clothes. We didn't really we didn't. Mm. This was at the age where like first off like back from a from a historic background, my mother she uh she had a stroke when I was in the sixth grade, so wow. that stroke left her the left side of her body paralyzed. And um, so meaning like she wasn't able to truly parent. Mm. And so um, saying like, you know, the whole school shopping aspect, the thing, the money and all that stuff. So like I would literally be my brother would be grabbing clothes. And I'm like, uh, you know, just taking, taking stuff from him and just being able to develop like a creative sense with a limited amount of clothes from there. Yeah. Wow. So I see that you're currently your partnership, the Organic Gentleman, is currently involved with a clothing line. Um, I believe his the person who started it name is Elijah, and I see that he's been very active within the Organic Gentleman, and he's been showing you guys a lot about different fashion and different aspects. Elijah Tyson. Yes, Elijah Tyson. So, so Elijah Tyson, he is the founder of Hustle Aesthetics. Okay. So he he. Uh, that that gentleman wears a lot of hats. So um, <laughs> what what you're probably what you're referring to is his 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 brand hustle aesthetic. So like okay. he's he's essentially one of the brand ambassadors for organic gentlemen oh, who wow. also um, was was very early within the whole the whole kickoff of everything who okay. who resonated with the brand and understood what the vision was. And so like we we partner on several different events mm-hmm. and um, yeah that 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 chemistry is what you see. Um, can I chime in? Can yes, I jump in real quick? Definitely. So, uh, James. Yes, sir. What is Organic Gentleman all about, man? Thank you. <laughs> like, give us a lowdown. Um, well, essentially, what is Organic Gentleman all about? I feel like fully loaded question. I mean, essentially, what the brand is, or what is it? What, what do we represent? The brand. I want to know about the brand. Tell me what Organic Gentleman represents, because you know I see the images on Instagram, I see them on Facebook, mm-hmm. and I love the look because it's promoting, um, you know, just young kings, black excellence, mm-hmm. uh, just. You know, young men looking good. And when you look good, you feel good. Just break it down. Yeah, no, no problem. Um, so this started the the concept was birthed from like you know I was watching. Um, I was just I, this was like me becoming becoming conscious, like learning more and wanting to like dig into self. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember just like I remember I like kept seeing. Um, Anytime that somebody was black, we were always being portrayed as criminals, thugs, mm. and so forth. Change the narrative. Yeah. Changing that narrative constantly. You know, and I'm just like, I I suffered from that. I, I suffered from that complex too growing up because not necessarily was I a bad kid. I did bad things, but I just didn't have that structure, that guidance of somebody to be like, hey, like you're doing, you're just you're not a bad kid. You just you just lack the support, the the guidance, the proper guidance. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so like that was that behavior is just normalized and you got people in your ear saying, um, oh, like, you know, you're bad this and that. So you, it's easy to fall into that narrative when mm-hmm. that's all you see. Right. So with Organic Gentlemen, I'm just like, all right, like, you know, being from the culture, like we we are the culture. So we mm-hmm. set the, we truly set the narrative and we truly set the tone. And it's like, all right, like what could what could be done? Um, the way that we present ourselves, the easiest thing that we could do is change our appearance. Number one, it's not not cold switching or anything like that. It's it's changing your appearance, and so um, tapping into that organic gentleman OG 
was like, huh, you know, I had OGs growing up, but it's just like, all right, organic. How about organic, organic gentlemen? Mm. You know, like we do, we are OGs. Like we need to, we need to represent for the culture and push the narrative. I mean, push a positive narrative forward and not, not, not sh- shying away from what made us who we are. I like that. That's dope. Wow, that's very interesting. Um, we we'll continue. Um, so the OGs, you know, I feel like changing the perspective on the name itself. When you think of OG, you think of original gangster. Most of us will think that, mm-hmm. but you or the old heads, or the old heads. <laughs> with all our knowledge old and all the wisdom, <laughs> yeah, definitely. So the fact that you came up with your own version and actually made it work and pulled it off, that shows your creativity and that you're really trying to change the narrative in your own way, and you're and you're doing it, doing a really good job. We are. We are. Oh, definitely. We are changing the narrative. Um, Also, while doing my research, I came across some posts about fitness and well being. Mm -hmm. I see that you're a big advocate when it comes to, you know, being healthy and physically and mentally. Mm -hmm. So I was going to ask you, what was some of the stuff you were working on as far as the fitness? Aspect. Yeah, man. I just saw you like doing like karate or <laughs> Juno or something like a couple weeks ago. I'm like, what is this about? Um, so from from a, from a background standpoint, um, high school, I wrestled. I wrestled in high school. Um, really helped develop the level of discipline. And wrestling is like, I, I tried to play tried to play football my freshman year in high school. I thought it was cool, um, and I just couldn't do it. I remember one summer, well, yeah, football didn't work out. Basketball didn't work out. I can't. I can't play basketball. I got butterfingers, football, all that stuff. So um, wrestling, literally, yeah, wrestling fell into wrestling one day, and and enjoyed it. Um, and it just t- it taught me a whole lot, you know, discipline. And it's like one of the toughest sports out there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so wrestled in high school, wrestled in college. After my my season was coming to an end in college, I was like, you know, I want to make a transition to something else, which led to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Okay, so started training that. Um, under Sensei Nardu, um, mm. Budokan, you know, out there. For the folks that don't know what that is, can you just oh, explain? Oh, Budokan Mixed Martial Arts Academy. It's uh, Limbrook, New York. Okay. Um, so if you ever are in the city, you know, make sure you check that that gym out if you want to get, you know. Oh, see, so I'm going to have to go stuff. try out some Budok, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, did I, if I ever said it right. Budokan, Budokan. Budokan. Oh, yeah. Okay, so can you drop some knowledge? What do you feel that a lot of people need to do as far as getting their self to be healthy physically and mentally? What do you feel some of your exercises or some of the things you've done to help you get to that point to where you say that you're mentally stable and physically in shape? Um, I would say, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a forever work in progress. Um, I think, you know, from mental and physical wellness, mm-hmm. um, you know, number one is being able to admit, I mean, being transparent and being honest and being like, you know, there's there's an area opportunity within self and having an idea of what you want. Um, you know, I, for I'm not perfect, you know, I'm right. But I, I do have an idea. I like to go into the gym, meditating. Those those are some, you know, important things for me. So mm. being able to, you know, go to the gym at least four times out of the week, meditate, whether it's like five, ten minutes out of the day. Mm. Um, this really helps helps with my foundation. So James, what's on the horizon for organic organic gentlemen? Um, I would say right now, um, you know, really just aiming to strengthen the brand. Um, we we do work in education, so our cause and great readiness programs. Um, I'll talk more about that. Cause and great readiness programs. I yeah. mean, we just we just uh, renewed our partnership with um, with Best Self. So mm-hmm. coming nice. out yeah. of um, 
East High. So we're gonna be working with um with their basketball team, which will be pretty pretty interesting. Um, and then currently, I mean, it's, it hasn't come to fruition yet, but gonna possibly be working with the Saturday Academy too as well. Nice, all right. Um, but yeah, you know, um, man, it's, it's so growing growing that facet of the business um, from the styling aspect of things. One of the most popular services is a wardrobe edit. So mm-hmm. like that's been picking up a fair amount. Okay. So that's 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 cool. I mean, I definitely want my me per like personally want to be able to you know style more 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 figures out there. People that are like constantly in the light and understand people you know being able to pick pick up and strengthen clientele. Uh, question: Since we kind of, I'm thinking about style and I'm thinking about clothing and attire, especially when we talk about boys and young men of color, right? Mm-hmm. Um, recently, myself and Tommy did a, a dress for success uh, workshop at one of the high schools. Is that in an arena that you you kind of dibble and dabble in a little bit in regards to dressing dressing for success? It feels like an ideal fit for for mm-hmm. you because you know I see how swag out how swagged oh. <laughs> out you are and, and all that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, we haven't done a dress for success, but I mean that's. That's well within alignment. Like, you know, I mean, that's that's like one of the facets that we do mm. speak on, but we haven't actually constructed a workshop. So, I mean, that, yeah, would have no issue on, you know, working and, you know, having the OG perspective on that. Yeah, I would love to see uh, what, what your piece would look like with that because I think it's it's more than just the look. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. It, the look kind of gets you in the door and then it's everything else you got to do to try to make sure that you get the job how you articulate and everything else right it, it, um, is, it is important it is important like yeah yeah so just a random question i'm kind of just curious about why are you still here in buffalo what made you <laughs> what made you stay um the buffalo is one of those cities that just traps you in once you're here um no you know buffalo buffalo's cool you know um i see a lot of potential here in buffalo um you know, I feel a part of me feels like it would be a little like, you know, with working with everything, it would be a little premature just to get up and leave a sense. Um, you know, Buffalo has definitely made a part of my heart. Um, but um, I wouldn't I, w- I wouldn't see myself settling here at this point in time, like still need to need to branch out. But I would say, I mean, long story short, the work that's being done at this moment, I feel like it, it can't can't leave at right now. So, yeah. What are uh, what are some areas you feel like? uh we need to do some work in, in order for, you know, Buffalo and just as a city and just even a, our culture just to kind of reach our, our max potential. Um, here, so in the city, what I would say, I would, I see, you know, being able to, number one, being able to bridge the gap with the, the older generation, with the younger generation. Ooh, can I, we sit down there for a minute and just talk? <laughs> I'm going to let you finish, but go ahead. I think bridging the gap with the older generation and the younger generation, and we have to, um, most importantly, when you are... OGs, I feel like the OGs, the older generation, the OGs, um, not older generation, but the OGs that have positions. Season old heads, you can call them what they are, sorry. No, I, I, I love y'all though. I, I, yeah, <laughs> you know, but I feel like the OGs, people that are in positions of power need mm-hmm. to, to truly use that leverage and bring others up. Like if mm. you see a group of young individuals in the city, in the community, like why aren't we all connected? You know what I'm saying? Why aren't we? Why aren't we all working together? Like they, we can't have the mentality of oh, like yeah, like I'm competing with you and you're doing this X, Y, and Z. Like no, like we all need to win together. Right. Like that's that's the real energy. I mean, then mm-hmm. I mean to be very transparent, there is there is clown energy here in Buffalo, but 
There's there that that is in every city to a degree. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I agree on that one. I definitely do agree on that one, especially coming up in this city. It was it was tough seeing our elected officials basically say that they were going to do something and didn't come forth and do it. Mm-hmm. And as a citizen of Buffalo, it it do make you think differently upon your city because it's like wow, we're willing to put in the effort, and the youth is starting to really. Come, they're surprising a lot of the OGs and they're starting to rise up mm. and we're constantly rising and I think that if they see us making that attempt to rise why not rise with us mm. so I definitely do agree with you on that one okay. so one of the areas where I kind of want to chime in with that is a conversation that I've had with a couple different individuals especially in our age bracket mm-hmm. I know I'm a little tad bit older than you but mm-hmm. I still feel like we're in the same age bracket <laughs> and it's just when we talk about that the, the, the bridge that gap that exists between our more seasoned and OGs and just older uh men mm-hmm. one of the things i'm just saying within our age group is just this for whatever reason we just can't come together and do stuff together and i don't know if it's just if it's jealousy i don't know if it's uh I'm, i can't support what you're doing over there because it kind of interferes with what i'm doing over here or if i didn't mm-hmm. come up with it and it wasn't my idea first and i can't lead it then i don't want to do it mm-hmm. i don't know what it's going to take for a lot of us that are in the same age bracket and doing some real positive things to actually come together and mm-hmm. be in one space and just start to really support one another mm-hmm. because at the end of the day i would i think uh people are afraid of especially society is that people uh you know of our background and our culture really come together and stand together, we're gonna do some real damage out here. Right. That's that's I mean that's what society I mean, that level of awareness of understanding that, you know, shoot, I mean un- yeah, understanding that like I think that that's that's a step a step. And a lot of people don't have that level of awareness, unfortunately. I think the biggest thing is it's the ego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like the ego's not real. Like I you know, let's let's really what what can we do to truly win together, you know what I'm saying? So I mean I might not be able to you know, pay for every event or X, Y, and Z, but you know, we could still, we could still, there, there's multiple ways that we could support, whether it's a phone call, a conversation or so forth. But I feel like, I feel like there's a, there's a strong opportunity for us truly here in Buffalo to come together. And, um, how do we do it? How? Hmm. Um, that's a great question. I would say number one, you like, I think being, being transparent, being honest, like who, who is, who's bad for the community? We could say we could say that you know there's clown oh, yeah. energy, but like who who's 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 disruptive to the community? Who's disruptive to us really moving forward? Who's in a position where they could put somebody on and use that position as an OG to bring others up? Because that's what that's what being an OG is about. It's not suppressing and holding information to yourself. You know, it's really about like all right, you see this young man, he's out here, you mm-hmm. know, making the move. Like somebody's trying, and we all are trying. You know, and and we can't be. I mean, we shouldn't be. Um, you know, going at each other's heads. Mm-mm. That fake love hashtag fake love. <laughs> and what you talking about there is really uh, when we talk about, especially within organizations. I don't think people do this enough, and it's really uh, looking at you know what your succession plan is. Mm-hmm. So you have a. a Generally, it always tends to be an older person uh, within these uh, these higher level upper 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 level positions, right? Directors, mm-hmm. CEOs of companies. But 
I don't think they do enough to actually take the time to identify somebody that's up and coming within the organization yep. to actually, once I leave and roll out, then, mm. you know, I identify you as the individual that, you know, if you want it and it's here and I pour everything I have into you, mm-hmm. that you'll take this in and you'll push it forward. Mm-hmm. So that means that, you know, whatever I have in me, I pour into that that next person coming up and they already come with a knowledge and the skill set that's going to help propel them, propel them forward. And I think, you know, that's a big piece of what we're trying to do with the Youth Leadership Council. So hence yeah. mm. Dwayne taking the lead on the podcast and oh, me kind of yeah. you know it's slowly slide out the back. way mm. and Dwayne step up and we just have to legacy. continue to kind of do that you it's know everywhere mm-hmm. big big energy Michael I really wanted to talk to you I see that the organic gentlemen are huge advocates and they're coaches they're huge coaches when it comes to helping teens that are currently in high school or transitioning into college can you explain some of the methods you guys use in your classes to help them to transition without having to have to stress over it um, I would say just just number one being transparent in the sense of like I don't have all the answers and you know that's okay and you right. know you might not be able to connect with me personally but alright let me you know I'll have somebody else come in or you know mm-hmm. and speak on their journey I think the biggest one of the biggest things is exposure um, oh, yeah. you yeah. can't like everybody wants to be the man but we can't all be the man you know so like Exposure, exposure is the biggest thing, and I think that's that's the most important. If somebody, you know, was able to grab a gem from somebody else that came to the mm-hmm. class, cool. Like we're moving forward, and that's what's that's what's most important. Definitely, definitely, I agree with that. Exposure is good. You know, being exposed to something at an early age can change a whole perspective on that in general, in total. So I feel like being exposed to something that's positive and not so negative would definitely help you in the long run, especially teens nowadays, because exposure is key. Mm-hmm. If you expose somebody like me, especially me and being a part of the podcast and just being part of Breaking Barriers Youth Leadership Council, it's, it's been one hell of a ride. I ain't going to hold you, but um, it's, it's been dope for real, for real, because, you know, being exposed to seeing CEOs, to COOs, to whatever you know everything in that line it's, it's, it definitely do wake you up and it make you want to do something more to so you can possibly get to that level or further mm-hmm. so I feel like yeah exposure definitely is a great key to success mm-hmm. so you both want to cotton on a conversation or topic of exposure uh Dwayne talk about you know some of you recently you know back in August you had a chance to go down to Hampton Virginia uh for the City United convening mm-hmm. what was that experience like for you because when we talk about exposure we also talking about experiences and then James also want to um throw something out there to you just in regards to just exposure who were some individuals that you were kind of exposed to growing up and you talked a lot earlier about guidance mm-hmm. who are some of those individuals that kind of helped do that for you mm-hmm. Um, First off The Virginia conference Was definitely one to remember I went last year I got the chance I had the honor To go to um, Knoxville, Knoxville, Tennessee Tennessee. The most countryest place You could go to Oh my god Besides Nashville Hospitality (laughs) Besides Nashville Hospitality was great The hospitality was amazing Um, You know Just the chance to actually see other youth and see the work that they're doing in their communities, it really inspired me as an individual to really want to get back to my city even faster and get like get back on that grind. I've seen everybody so motivated and just accomplished. They accomplished a lot of their goals that they set out to do, and it made me really think about some of the values and goals that I set up for myself. So it really did push me to really want to get more involved with my community and show that I actually care and I'm not just living in it. So um, 
Yeah, definitely going to Virginia really gave me a whole different outlook on a lot of things. I've learned so much as far as the whole slavery. You know, Hampton, Virginia was one of the first places that slaves set foot in. The first. Yeah, one of the first. So um, Mm -hmm. it it was a lot of history and cultural change. And, you know, I had that awakening experience when I got to set foot on one of the first houses ever built with indoor plumbing. And... Yeah, so I stepped foot in a house that was built over a hundred years ago, and it was it was crazy because you know just stepping foot and seeing like these were where my people first stepped in at. It was like wow, like it was a real culture shock for me because I never really witnessed like slave quarters and Fort um, Meyer. What was that? What was the fort? Don't get me the line. I can't remember. But <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't. I can't remember it. It was a Fort Wayne, moment. I believe. Was it Fort Wayne? Possibly, but I remember being on the beach. I man. do know for a fact that Obama, whatever um, fort that is in Hampton, Virginia, Obama did mark it as a national monument. So um, it was. It was just. It was a very historical, um, cultural experience, and it was amazing. Not. It was. It was definitely. Something to remember. It was, man. I remember being on the beach after uh, the, the, the libations, libations, right? And everybody else kind of walked back up um, mm-hmm. to where the food and all the other activities were going on. And just being on that beach, man, gave me chills, man. Yeah, I just kind of sat down in the sand and I'm looking out um, in the ocean, man. I just, These first song people. that came to my head was a song by Nipsey Hussle, Ocean Views. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there just okay. taking it all in. But uh, it was definitely a historic moment, one, I won't, one that I won't forget. Mm-hmm. Um, just knowing that, you know, our ancestors, that's they stepped foot right that's there. What it, that was the mm. central of it all. Yeah, yeah, it was dope. But exposure and experience, Mr. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Organic Gentleman himself. Mm. Tell us about some of yours. Uh, in terms of, well, you, Just you me, me, I think guidance, you, guidance mentors. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I would say when I, my very first quote, quote unquote official official mentor was um, introduced to me, Michael Harkins, um, after after my mother passed away and um so i say official in the sense of like this was the first time i received the term understanding like oh a mentor somebody that you know that's gonna pretty much be your personal culture and guide through life um but i've had like you know from like my aunt who's like my aunt aunt um uncle you know so but yeah very first very first mentor um but i say all that to say like that experience, that exposure was just like being able to understand like there was value within self. Okay. So never, never truly understanding the value within self and being exposed to different things and, and being tested outside my comfort zone. Um, that, that, that's what really led to, to a lot of my personal growth. And you're talking about being pushed outside of your comfort zone. What does that feel like? Uh, that's, it's the only way to grow. Um, like, yeah, it's the only way to grow. Moving moving to Buffalo was not comfortable. I literally, the very first time I came to Buffalo was um, when I moved here. Literally loaded up my my 2003 Subaru Legacy. Rest in peace. Um, <laughs> you know, we get a test of those cars. Drove drove it all the way up here. Boom, and then um, yeah, I know like, and it was uncomfortable. Like the first the first like three days, I was like, damn, did I make the right decision? You was good after you had some chicken wings though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to Wing Kings. Wing Kings is the number one spot to grab to grab wings. Yeah, well, um we we definitely do have a lot way more to talk about. Um but I do want to talk about Daniel real quick. Um Daniel, You do? Yeah. <laughs> but why? But why, you know, Daniel, I have some questions for you. I do feel oh like boy. when was when was 
go, let's go back. Um, how far back? No, this supposed to be a thirty minute. Not that far, Not that far. You know, you know, we ain't gonna go too far, too far. But <laughs> how was your first exposure moment? When was you? When? What was the age where you were exposed Ooh. to something that pushed you to your limit or pushed you out of your comfort zone to really made you want to grow? Uh, boy, Dwayne. Uh, I would say. I think defining moment for me was back in 2000, whenever it was, I was working at for CAO mm-hmm. as a education coordinator. I had just left the UB Child Care Center at uh, UB South Campus because okay. I was working, believe it or not, I was working as a preschool teacher. Mm-hmm. I left there and went to Head Start within CAO and took on a position that... Um, in my mind, I don't think I was really truly prepared for, but mm-hmm. my skill set and uh, everything that laid out on paper said that I could do the job. So right. I originally had went in and interviewed for a position for as a behavior spe- a behavior specialist. Okay. I didn't get that position. They called me to come in and interview for the education coordinator one. Mm-hmm. So my responsibility was basically to oversee eight to 10 classrooms, supervise the staff, make sure okay. the staff were kind of getting what they needed and make sure the classrooms were functioning basically on, on a daily basis the way that they should. So okay. um, young people are learning. You picture an environment, learning environment that's safe, fun, um, nurturing, warm, loving. That's, mm-hmm. you know, those are terms that we use in early mm-hmm. childhood development. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Uh, one, of my, one of my backgrounds. Um, but there came, there was a point um as an education coordinator where I started to question whether or not I could actually do the job. Okay. And I, I started to question whether or not I had the, the skill set and the abilities and um, to actually produce. Mm-hmm. So I sat down, I went to my supervi- supervisor one day and I was actually pondering, actually very seriously considering going back into a classroom and being a, a teacher. So stepping down from a supervisory role and going back to uh, a space where I could actually impact just the classroom right. as opposed to uh, impacting more than just a classroom. And that was, uh, that perspective had to be given to me because I didn't see it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she basically asked me the question, how many, she said, what do you want your impact to be? Do you want your impact to be this or do you want your impact to be this? Mm-hmm. Uh, much larger uh, in working with those teachers and building those teachers like you're trying to build young people and, right. and, and breaking barriers to actually go out and, and provide and do the things that they need to do in the classroom to prepare those young minds mm-hmm. for Big school, which would be, you know, first grade and all that stuff going forward. Um, So I had a decision to make. And, you know, I went home, I thought about it, and I said, you know, I want my impact to be this. You want to be Uh, bigger. Yeah, I can. As opposed to working in one classroom, I can impact so many other lives by, you know, really taking on the task and and the challenge and expanding, you know, my knowledge and my know how and just, you know, grinding through it. And I did it. Well, uh, hats off to you, man. You definitely. Mm did make a huge impact in the city of Buffalo by itself. You're very well known, very Dwayne, well respected. Cut it out. Stop right <laughs> That's now. That's off to you. You're doing too much. Um, Michael James, <laughs> man, we had a good time with you. I actually want to, I want to end out with some advice. What do you want to give the current youth nowadays in the city of Buffalo? What, what do you want to say to them if you were to say, they all listening right now, what would you want to say? Get off of Facebook. No, um, <laughs> no, I would say the biggest, the biggest, if I word of advice, if I could, you know, have a message that would um, speak to the youth, um, you know, that you are a king, um, you know, you are intelligent, 
Um, and, um, you know, self, self-awareness is key. So being able to, to take a moment and, um, understand self. I mean, it's so at, at a such, at a, such a young age, it's hard to, to even think about that. Like, like, like what is my worth? But um, understanding that you are royalty um, and that you are intelligent, uh, those understanding those two things, and that it is um, imperative that you you give back to your family, those around you, and your community. Definitely, definitely. I want to give a huge shout out to Say Yes Buffalo and the Greater Equity Buffalo Roundtable. Greater Buffalo Racial Equity Roundtable. So bad. Don't <laughs> forgive me, y'all. But um, um, I just want to give a shout out to the city of Buffalo. Keep rocking with us. Keep striving and keep doing you. We're going to check back with you. I'm your host, Dwayne Sawyer. With me today is Michael James and Dan Robinson. And peace and love. We out. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Breaking Barriers Podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you follow us on all of the streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. For more information about Breaking Barriers, visit our website at www.breakingbarriersbuffalo.org.